Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Yeah, that's what I got. It'll be a good time. Oh, it will be a good time, Chris. It'll be the timiest of times. It'll be the best of times. It'll be the worst of times. Oh, definitely not the worst of times. That's true. Actually, it will well, not be the worst of times. That's a guarantee. If only we could have time of our life playing while the uh, when the episode starts. Chris, your wish is my command. Fuck yes. Oh man! Ugh. And John, we have felt this way before. We're gonna feel that way again here on the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. Boys, we're back. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, badge on the chest, gun on the hol- in the holster, under the shoulder, or on the hip. I don't know. You know, John, it depends on what you're wearing that day, I assume. I'll tell you where the guns are. They're in my hand, Chris. Because we're on the case. Oh, man. We're oh, out shoot, there I'm on, on, on the streets. That's right. Hello, everybody. That's right. That's, of course, the soothing, soothing voice of my partner in crime, John Schreiner. And John, we're a little overdue. We've got, um, you know, we, we took a, a week off uh, from a few things. You know, I was actually out in Vegas playing in the uh, the game formerly known as UFS, now known as Universes. I was at the World Championships for that. So stay tuned for the first episode of the Class 1A working title podcast so we can talk more about that featuring uh, the boys from Legendary Wolf Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that there. But here, John, we've, we've got a lot to cover. Oodles and but, oodles of noodles, Chris. Oh, man. But before we do that, John, I, I, I the question on everybody's mind, specifically mine, how the hell are you? Chris, I'm doing great. I feel like it's been ages. I It has. It has been a while. You've been running around town with a, another partner of sorts. You <laughs> you were loaned out to another department. They like they called it's us true. for for backup. You went you know one city over. You were doing your thing, uh, getting sauced <laughs> in all the right places, getting you know the information. You were you're deep undercover, but now you're back. We have <laughs> the, the cold deep case brief. I've been working That's for right. all those years. You've been. I never uh, thought I'd solve it. <laughs> You've been debriefed. Uh, everything's, you know, good. You're back home, back on the beat, and I'm doing good. You know, I've uh, I've been building a ton of new decks, which we're gonna talk about, uh, and just tinkering, man, because I've got the fanfare stuff, which we will also talk about, uh, or and or lack thereof coming up uh, to prepare for. So, um, you know, it's been busy, Chris. It is always. It is. Uh, we talk about digging for gold, man, and everybody. It's the gold rush right now. Oh, it is. It's the gold <laughs> it rush. Is. 40 the 49 gold That's rush right. of 49 but Revolt john you know what you know I, I feel like we have a place where we can you know get all this information the stuff that we've been missing the stuff the people have been missing john i'm not gonna beat around the bush you know where we're going tell me i, I need you to tell me I, i'm rusty I, I i forgot you know i feel like you know robocop right in his new body well me, chris john. maybe this will uh, knock some sense into you they call it the news We're good to go. Let's dive right in. All right, John. So first up, first headline. Um, That's right. We we like to, you know, I think it's become kind of customary that 
you know, we can't start the news without a particular address. Um, and John, I want you to go ahead and just just give it to us straight. Sixteen Wait, hold on, hold on. That's actually probably a bad idea. Um, right. Well, hey, uh, it's the Octagon State of the Union. Well, here on the Octagon Weekly, we have started Opus Love. We started a couple days early. Uh, don't mm-hmm. tell anybody. <laughs> so we were playing uh yet yeah, before we could actually get our hands on the cards so it was really exciting it was it was day zero chris mm-hmm. and um, i love day zero yeah people were coming out with uh, a lot of different cards the only cards that we did not get to see at all uh nobody was trying don corneo nobody tried uh Loose. we didn't see cloud mm-hmm. and we didn't see sephiroth hmm. but we saw pretty much everything else uh you know you had the the opus 11 uh, adjacent waiting for legend tifa earth fire seven list mm-hmm. you have the uh we had like all kinds of stuff that was trying to use um Kadage and Aerith. Uh, i think mm-hmm. that we're gonna notice a theme with Kadage being just nutty um as we talk about him a lot tonight but we got to see you know some of that stuff but also colin just did what colin does all the time where colin goes to whatever the most recent major event was and takes the winning mm-hmm. deck list and plays it to learn it and you know sure. just like get inside the mind colin likes to walk a mile in the shoes of everybody who wins any event it's brilliant it's a very good thing it's to true. do uh so he was playing but evan tan guy's list card for card and just nice. went, and just walked straight through all of the people trying some kind of nonsense. So you know, it turns out Evan Tanguy is also a really, really good player. And, well, it, he is an player. and we'll talk about his, we'll dig into his deck a little bit more. This yeah, but I mean, second. you know, a, a toolboxy Rampair deck that's proven is, uh, is probably going to take it against people. <laughs> yeah. People are trying stuff for the, you know, the brand new rough drafts of the stuff. But, um, that's I do true. think that there's a lot of potential in these cards, Chris, and maybe even in some of the cards that we didn't get to see played, but mm-hmm. uh, there is definitely a change being made to uh, some of the slots and some of these popular decks with just a sure, few cards and, coming out. And I'm glad you said it like that because I think that's a perfect segue to our next, uh, you know, our next, you know, piece of news. The uh, the two player starter sets are out as of Friday. They, they they're out like this they're weekend. Out. You have cards in hand. Like go they, get they're, they're they're there. Go, I go got to your two score. myself. Pick them up. Go, go and get them. Pick them up. <laughs> hot, hot. Get them while they're hot. Piping hot. Yeah. Hot so, two decks, two player starter decks, and these are Final Fantasy VII remake themed decks. So, yep, fun so stuff. Just in time for the delayed remake of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. But, just in so John, early time. That's right. <laughs> so now you got a chance to play around with them. Now I know I haven't had a chance to play any games yet. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now at locals we're actually doing cube drafting until Opus Eleven comes out. Um, but I'm sure we'll get some casual games in this week. So how is you know, what will, I guess we'll kind of colloquially call Opus 10.5. Chris, I've been really enjoying it. So mm-hmm. I think that there is a big shakeup in just a small few cards because sure. they create this kind of um, obvious, they, they highlight a weakness of the current meta right now, right? Uh huh. Um, so something that didn't used to be popular that has all of a sudden become like efficient enough to be popular is kind of damage based removal, right? Uh-huh. So by that I mean like Fina Valfour is sure. a damage based one sided board wipe, right? That before Fina that was like very difficult to do. You had to do the power loss board. Like Cagnazzo was oh, much yeah. easier, right? 
mm-hmm. then we have things like uh, Fusoya Legend that are just <laughs> bowling things out of the water with damage and you know everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Mono Fire has risen to popularity. You know, all of a sudden, you know, we're playing these ping packages or the Ifrit that does 8K. Like this is enough to kill stuff. Well, mm-hmm. uh, somebody said it in one of our team chats, Chris, but it seems like everything is kind of slowly getting to be and people call this power creep but i you know of course that's that's what happens it's not i don't think it should be a hugely negative term it really isn't um but what happens is you know all of a sudden things are kind of just a little bit above what we would assume they would be for you know with a curve um so cards that i specifically see uh, and that are a lot of fun to play with are kadage and the new sephiroth uh these cards are both 9k power which mm-hmm. is really, really relevant right now. And normally your solution to a 9k power forward is, you know, something like Diabolos. But these guys are under that 5 mark. So something that they they really need is they kind of demand hard removal, right? And hard removal mm-hmm. on the 4 cost forward is few and far between in a lot of decks. The easiest example is a card that I always say doesn't see enough play, which is Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. Which sees some play, but I mean, it should see. I just think it should just be more prevalent. But uh, Kadaj, you know, he pretty much doesn't care about most of Wind Waters. You know, Fiend of Alphor doesn't even get him. They have to do the full Fiend of Alphor Pinello thing. Um, you know, you can set him with Diabolos and stuff like that. But he's just, it, it ends up being more hoops than they normally have to go through to get rid of these four costs. And especially because Kadaj has that awesome ability where he removes himself, like mm-hmm. in that protective way, where when he re enters the field, they can't respond. Uh, it was 100% the thing that I had to answer the most questions about this weekend was Kadaj and the way that he comes back into the field and how, like, when they target your guided adult, you can't respond to it in that moment. You have to, you know, you kind of already passed priority for the turn. Yep. Which we talked about a lot in the last cast, so I don't want to go too much into that. But um, it just ends up being, you know, as good in practice as it was on paper. He's very hard to deal with. He feels very great to play early because you just keep getting you snowball that value out of him, and he just does more and more and more. Uh, I've used yeah, I can see how modes. losing not just that right, but losing the losing a card out of your break zone every turn that can probably two. add up over time. Especially oh, it's two. That's right, it is. Yeah, he gets rid of two cards from the break zone. Yeah, that's so huge. I was playing against you know the Evan Tan guy list, and I was just getting rid of the Odins. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> it's just like nope. Uh, get those out of there and one thing i did was you know i came into uh i brought it back in and went to tap the lightning and the player went to be like oh well in response i guess it's worth discarding a card from hand to pay for this ability and i was like no 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 you can't, you can't respond yeah you can't she just gets tapped down so um i think that Kadaj is just a really strong card he is as advertised he mm-hmm. has a lot of cool things he enables you know he's good friends with a lot of guys who just want a little power boost and brave um mm-hmm. which is pretty much everybody and uh, yeah. so, you know, we had a player take our locals yesterday. Alex took locals with a mono ice deck, um, which was basically I had just taken the Japanese winning mono ice deck and I mm-hmm. took out the Veritas and I put Kadaj in instead. So there's mm-hmm. just two Kadaj in there. And uh, yeah, it just works wonders because, you know, Kadaj coming back in at the end of their turn and dulling something for Lock, Sellas, Genesis, they love that. Or just giving mm-hmm. any of those guys 2K and Brave is great too. Uh, yeah. Ice has a lot of Good issues enough. with power, you know, so. Yeah, I just think that he's a really great card. Uh, Aerith is another one. In the two-player mm-hmm. starter deck is where I felt her strength the most because they literally have three of them in the deck, right? So mm-hmm. you're like, as soon as you draw it, you have to play it. But it doesn't matter because it's literally free. You just take the card and you put it on the table. 
<laughs> you get the cards mm-hmm. that you pay for it back. Uh, in a heavy Final Fantasy VII deck, she's kind of crazy and considering a lot of their S abilities. And then another mm-hmm. card that we didn't mention, Krista, has been everywhere since um, since this dropped, both in the Octagon Weekly and at Locals, is Vincent. Vincent mm-hmm. is exactly really as good. advertised, exactly the way that we talked about it on the cast last week. Uh, I have seen like two to three stacks of chaos is probably the average. <laughs> Like when I see him hit the field at the end of the game, you know, um, mm-hmm. it is it is pretty wild. So I think that there is a lot of power in these cards. We always talk that they are almost like hero to legend level power. Starter oh, definitely, cards. definitely. Um, I mean, let's talk about two starter cards. They're definitely legend power, Valfour and Pain, right? So it's mm-hmm. like starter cards can be very very strong, and this two player starter deck is very powerful. Uh, I we've only just scratched the surface of really how these cards. These are just like us using these cards for the first time, not even like combos with things really, right? Mm-hmm. Just seeing how they feel to play. So I think that there's a lot here, and like I said, it's the gold rush, Chris. This is it's the Opus 10.5 uh, California Gold Rush, as everybody is rushing to California to compete in a 10.5 tournament and needs to figure out what we're gonna yeah. play. No, absolutely. And it just it looks like just right off the bat, because to kind of, you know, go into the next piece of news, there's been a couple of events so far. Oh, well, there's been a few. There's been obviously events over, you know, as there always is in the off season. Mm-hmm. But it looks like there was a Meta Potion event um, at Cardforge. It was a 1K. Um, and it looks like Opus, uh, the starter deck was legal. Um, and the, 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 I mean, granted, the only really card now. I see is Kadaj. <laughs> uh, but it's good enough. Like that, I think that card is he goes in anything. Card. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can slot him in because I see it looks like uh, Yanez and Chris Neal were playing Kadaj in Fire Ice. Yeah, why not? Why the hell not? Exactly. The uh, the Kadaj just he he's just there's nothing bad about it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, and it uh, it can go in any deck. It's got a lot of nice things about it, like. Other dark cards, mm-hmm. um, they're they're more expensive. They don't have the burst. Like only Reagan has a burst, and Reagan's a mm-hmm. five cost card. So it's like uh, you're not punished for almost anything about this card, except that you really can't play many other later dark cards. Yeah, and one of the things about it is, is you know, it, I think it slides right in into you know decks that have a normal dark package anyway, and. Yeah, you I, I don't think or Emperor yeah, target. One hundred percent. Um I I think the card's really, really solid. And I I I think it's gonna be the most impactful probably yeah, during this entire time. Just because of how easily it does slot into everything else. I mean, I know I'm already looking at decks as like, all right, what can I just slide this guy in to make my life easier? You know what I mean? Exactly. But you know. Speaking of sliding right in, John, we've uh, we, we've we've had one Crystal Cup this season, and we we talked about him before because you know Colin played his deck at um, at the Octagon event. Uh, it was the the, the uh, ice uh, was it ice or lightning? Which one was it? It was ice lightning. I think it said literally like ice slash lightning on the on the so thing. It right? was, so does it is it uh, was it both? Oh, that's what it said. Or was, was it like a tournament. fuck it? I don't know which one this is before I post it to FF Dex. Well, that's what I'm saying. It. I don't know. When I saw it on FF Dex, it just said Crystal Cup Ice slash Lightning Madrid. Yeah, it had it. it had a squall was the art. So it might have been ice. That's got to be ice. Yeah. That sounds like ice to me. Yeah. But of course, it was won by um, no stranger to the world scene. That is Evan Tan guy who um Evan the was on the Lord Tan guy. Yes, indeed. Uh, but this time he was playing um you know 
a, a ran pair list that was a little bit different. Uh, there was some real cheeky stuff in there. Eldnarshes and Judge of Wings. Which we've seen the L and the the lightning. And the Odins, Opus, yeah. Those Odins yeah, that are Opus targeting lightning. the hell out of Waff. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So. Um, you know, not really too terribly much beyond that to report. It looks like, I mean, just looking at that crystal cup, we've all kind of said it. Um, a lot of it is kind of the same old, same old. We got your waff, you got your wind water. There was a mono lightning and a mono fire list uh, in top four, which is really nice to see. Yeah, so they, I have a cool breakdown for you, Chris, that I wrote down mm-hmm. while they were streaming this event. Oh, fantastic. Uh, they had 74 players. Mm-hmm. There were uh, 20 mm-hmm. players on wind water. Mm-hmm. They had 16 players on WAF and only six players on Rampair variants. Very interesting. Yeah, because I, I, this was last weekend. I was in mm-hmm. Vegas while this was going. Yeah, on. so I was watching that. So that was, uh, mm-hmm. it was about half of the field was like the big three, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of decks that weren't. You know, yeah. there were a lot. So as good. we see, the mono fire and the mono lightning both sneaking into the uh, top there. So I'm surprised. Absolutely. Honestly, because um, they had the a much heavier wind water concentration than we have had at a lot of our recent events, where mm-hmm. you see Rampair variants and like Earth slash Ice or Earth Lightning Ice type stuff doing mm-hmm. very, very well. So I'm surprised that they didn't have more of that happening over there. Sure. And I, I do see this um, this mono fire list, and it just looks to me a little bit more aggressive. I mean, it's taking advantage of Zach and Soldier Third Classes, which Zach I think is be- phenomenal. Zach is oh, yeah, really he's, he's coming into better. his own right now. Yeah, he's getting very, very, very good with all these new Final Fantasy VII cards coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Zach's a good card, and he's only going to get better. Um, and like speaking said, of things, Soldier First Class, when we reviewed this card, I said mm-hmm. it had the most relevant keyword for fire. First yeah, strike. First Strike is huge, to, especially it turns out to be good it, enough. Yeah, and it exists in a set with. A guy that when they come into play because of their category, they're burning something. So you know it makes it makes blocking very awkward. And I, I, I think they're good cards, and I'm glad to see that they're seeing a little more play, especially Zach. And I, I like we just said, Opus Eleven. Zach's just going to have a field day. He's going to be a very, very especially with uh, the new Ku Caspel. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't turn him off. I think that's the thing. Yeah, he is. Uh, like, people want to talk about power creep. And they're using the Sephiroths as an example. No, it's this guy to me because it's this versus the four cost Furion. Yeah. Right? That came in and did 4K, but this guy comes in, does 4K, and then just does it again and again and again and again. Yep. And he bags it up in different little bags for you. Makes yep. it nice and convenient. You don't have to carry that. Portions thing it out for you. Yeah, just he, he's uh, meal prepping the damage right. for the enemy team. He's got his, got his hairnet on, got his gloves on, his <laughs> apron. Right. He's just back there, just, just portioning out those green beans. <laughs> That's right. Loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, and you know what else we love, John? What else do we love? We, we love we love to get good news out of you know otherwise bad news. And th- this is obviously that this is at the time of recording this. I think this horse has been dead and gone. Its bones are sticking out halfway in the dirt. There's flies festering around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about you know everything that's gone down with FanFest. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've had some downs, but we, we've definitely seen some ups. John, for those who are uninitiated, go ahead and tell us, you know, what, what the big, what the deal was surrounding found, uh, FanFest. Uh, I know, I mean, you've, you've got skin in the game. You, you've yes. actually got a ticket to go. Yeah. So basically Fanfare, um, was, you know, our big, just like last year, it's a big fan celebration of the trading card game where mm-hmm. Hobby Japan comes out and they really do a lot of special side events, things like boss fight. They were going to have a single LM L3 tournament. They were going to do this cool thing that I liked where mm-hmm. when you registered players got put on Team Rain or Team Lawn and everything that you did was like getting points for your team. So 
we were kind of like mm-hmm. it was like friendly competition and stuff like that um but you know it's just like any of those fan festas or fan fiestas they do for 14 or brave xvs or any of that but unfortunately mm-hmm. chris right now we're kind of you know worldwide dealing with the pandemic of the coronavirus and japan mm-hmm. uh for everything not for just final fantasy not just video games japan in general is really locking down international travel because japan's got mm-hmm. to host the olympics this year um, oh, yeah. And so that's that's some real shit, guys. Yeah, so, <laughs> so a little bit more important yeah. than a card game. So they're kind of trying to lock it down, you know, and um, and so they, you know, for safety reasons and because we have the virus kind of popping around in in the U.S. a little bit, um, they canceled all their travel. So that canceled the fanfare. It canceled all the fan events for 14, and uh, they actually had a Final Fantasy 11 fan event planned for the first time ever for PAX mm-hmm. East, and it got canceled. Um, so that was a big bummer because, you know, a lot of people have non-refundable flights, myself included. Um, and RB snapped into action and got another event put together. And it's going to be an L3 tournament with some other cool side events and stuff. Um, and everybody's kind of coming together to try to make this, like, the, the you know, not just as good but better kind of thing, at least tournament-wise. Like, it might not mm-hmm. have as many of the side events or extras, but the tournament seems like it's going to have some awesome prizing. It seems like, you know, Kageyama is signing cards and sending stuff over and he keeps tweeting like i hope this is enough i hope this is enough um you know that, we got that's pretty getting, like it, it, dude it breaks my heart so much like i can't be even a little mad when i see him like torn apart that he can't come over mm-hmm. here and trying to send like whatever he can just to hopefully make people happy um guys like trust me i get it it sucks like Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wanted to go to that event really bad. I didn't get to go last year. I was so excited that I got a ticket this year. But the silver linings are are really, you know, really good. <laughs> we get to have this event anyway, thankfully, because, you know, that didn't have to happen. And I had this plane ticket already. There's already going to mm-hmm. be the 1K at the light uh, on Saturday still. So it's going to be a really mm-hmm. cool weekend where there's a 10.5 constructed event and then a, a L3 tournament the next day at Card Forge. Um, which mm-hmm. is where they're having, you know, this meta potion 1K. And it just seems like a really awesome new location uh down there so i'm excited to go down still hang out with the guys still check out that new tournament space check out the uh what we're doing to replace it i think we're calling it the winter cup officially now which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool um so players are still going to get most of the swag that you would have gotten for entry uh it does have to be noted that players instead of getting the playset of zacks now only get one and if you top 64 then you get the other two so there will be more individuals acts in rotation but less play sets this is probably better for people who are not at the event who are trying to acquire them but worse for mm-hmm. people who are attending the event who wanted a play set for themselves yeah I, I mean i get it right um i i've said i've been very vocal and i've kind of said my piece that i i think it sucks that the event just got canceled in general i don't like that the decision comes down to whether Hobby Japan can come. I think there could have been maybe a cleaner way to do it. I don't know what that suggestion is. So I've kind of kept that in check. I know one of the things I said is, you know, it's a fanfare. Why not see, why, you know, why not maybe lean on your world's team to, you know, get them out there, let them do some boss battles and some gunslingers. Cause who better to be a boss battle than the best players in the world. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and you can always do that domestically. Like we don't have to fly JFB over here. You know, we've got Oki, mm-hmm. Sam tool, you know, get those guys out there. Something like that. You right. Know, Chris, I was thinking about that stuff. Um, but as it occurred to me, just because I didn't even realize mm-hmm. how fast this is coming up, like my travel is in less than two weeks. Yeah, it's huge. It, so it, it, it I think that we kind of had to pick minute. something that like we could really yeah. guarantee we could lock down right away. And yep. if we had and another I, month, that I think that it would have been a, a bigger, more crazy thing. But it's even stuff where it's like, um, 
they can't even get like extra promos over here that fast because yeah, they have no, to have I, them and made. I, and I, I get you that. Know, they have sure. to have the Zach promos made and then sent over, which is why Kageyama can sign the older promos he's got stacks of because they already made them. But yep. you know that's why uh, RB was even saying like in, in case this event sold out, like they would get more made so everybody got one at least, right? But mm-hmm. um, they just don't have them on hand, which is why I mm-hmm. think they had to make it the top sixty-four. So it's just a timing thing. It really sucks. Yep. Um, but the good news is no reason to cancel your ticket. Really, still going to be a lot of awesome stuff going on out there. Yep, and you know we weren't the only ones to to feel the burn on this one. Um, obviously, the, the Europe's fan uh, fanfare was mm-hmm. canceled as well. Yeah, globally, um, uh, all of yeah, their travel is canceled. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm pretty certain it's having an impact on their tournament season as well over there. Mm-hmm. So you know you hate to see that. Yeah, you, you, you hate to see it. Um, so I, I think you know from the ashes something good has come of it and it it does suck it's not what people wanted you're you're getting french fries when you really wanted a baked potato and at the end of the day it it sucks it's it's really you know it's not what you ordered what you're getting chris is what happened to me today on the way to go play final fantasy today i went to wendy's Mm -hmm. and i said can i get a number one with Mm -hmm. no cheese oh john you got cheese didn't you you chris i got literally only cheese Chris, (laughs) Chris, <laughs> they gave me plain, like, and you know, Wendy's does it up. So there was no onion, no lettuce, no ketchup, no mayo, literally nothing but cheese. It was just bread, burger, slice of cheese, bread. I have never and dis- even and seen. And disappointment. Don't forget I've the disappointment. ever even seen a burger from Wendy's that was that simple. Like, I've oh, never, nice. ever seen. <laughs> That's like McDonald's dollar menu burger. Like, uh, mm. Wendy's gives you, like, the junior bacon cheeseburger on the dollar menu. Like, they got, like... You know, fixings on it. Yeah, always. I was like, oh, well, uh, I'm on the highway already, so I guess I'm going to scrape this cheese off and have a, a <laughs> basic regular hamburger. And I said, Man. you know what? This isn't what I wanted, but it, it was lunch. It sure was lunch. <laughs> Fan fest. <laughs> Burger <laughs> bun and cheese. That's picture, what we're getting. This is the picture of cheese like scraped off onto the side. No, it's Can not. We... It's not going to be nearly as bad as that. Please, FanFest is like if I if I uh, actually got the person's order behind me and it was like a spicy chicken sandwich and I was like, all right, you know, this isn't what I ordered, but I can make this work. I I just really I wanted an anyway. excuse to tell this story because I was wrong, Chris. I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong by Wendy herself. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But you know. I, I think everyone's going to have a good time, and I'm I'm not going to worry about that too much. I mean, I didn't. I here's the thing: I can only bitch, but so much. I didn't have any skin in the game. I wasn't going anyway. Mm-hmm. But I do feel for the people that were, for the people that had put money in. They they had hotels, they had tickets, like that that stuff you can't get back, and oh, that stuff yeah. is expensive. So I I completely understand the outrage. It's not it. It's not just about the event; it's about everything that goes along with it. So there, yeah, because, don't don't. I don't want to sound like we're like discounting all of that. I get it; people are upset. But at least if you if you still make the plans to get out there, you've got something to look forward to. Yeah, there is cool, still a cool event. Although I do have to say, I feel like you said for those people because I get that. Like <laughs> I I know somebody or I know some people who you know they had tickets to go that are like really big collectors because this is like a casual. Like a yeah. really big casual fifth hand celebration, and it's turned into a, a, competitive, a competitive event thing. where you have to get top yeah. sixty four to get your places. So like you know the collector people who come out, and like his wife was coming out, and they were gonna. She's like, I don't want to play in a tournament. Tournament. 
<laughs> you yeah, know? I just wanted to go have fun. Like, I'm yeah. like, well, there's still going to be some side events and stuff like that, but they're like, well, we're, we're probably just going to spend the day in L.A. instead because it's uh, it's an hour away from the hotel to get to the store. Yeah. And, the, and all of a sudden, you know, the the super, super casual player, the wife, <laughs> is not feeling it all of a sudden. So, no, I'm not saying, you know, um, that's everybody. That's obviously, like, the, the more niche, but it is something that, you know, casual local fans... Mm-hmm. Uh, not as punishing. Casual fans who flying in and getting kind of travel stuff for it, it's a, it can really hurt. Yeah, but no, for sure. There's nothing that we can do about it. You know, it, it just is what it is. Unfortunately, um, I don't think this is anything that we have to worry about. Like something that they would like. Like, there's no pattern here. This is not something they would do no, in the yeah. future. This is a once a year event. It, it, really, it, it, this this is a, isn't going to impact yeah. Crystal Cups or anything like that, unless it becomes like a pandemic in the country. But the the Japan not yeah. traveling stuff. Like, even though Hobby Japan is normally present at some of these events, I don't think this is going to put a hitch in Gen Con or any of that. Stuff. Yeah, they're not telling us to go fuck ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So um, this is, you know, it stinks, but, you know, more people are going to get to go to this event. They could go to Fanfare. And I mean, we've already talked about this, uh, the silver linings, like you said, this is kind of, it's kind of a dead horse. So we'll move yep. on. Indeed. But, you know, keeping with the ups. Um, Speaking of events, Chris. Yeah. So, John, there was a there's there's a little something going on this weekend, uh, something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. It's, it's where it's it's where our friendship blossomed. And I'm talking about it sure PAX is, East. actually. Wow. It sure as shit is. Yeah, not, I mean, not quite the way, <laughs> not quite the PAX East that we're going to talk about, but it was, it was adjacent. It was, the, it was yes. nearby. Yeah. I certainly did not have a PAX badge. That's for sure. I did not either. Literally <laughs> a stone's throw away. <laughs> yeah. But the cool thing is, John, um, there's some really good Square Enix representation at PAX East this year. Not only is the boy himself, PJ. Oh, PJ OP. That's right, but we've also got Ron and Colin from the RVA Returners out there gunslinging away like like Yosemite Sam in a cartoon bar. That's right, that's right. So actually, Chris, I'm, I'm just going to take a little moment here. So maybe yeah. you just found out about the Final Fantasy trading card game at PAX East, and you got mm-hmm. to demo the game there, and you know what? You're looking for content, and you wound up landing on the RVA Returners podcast. So welcome. Welcome yes, to the indeed. game. We are so happy to have you. We would be super happy, Chris and myself, to answer any questions. If you want to know about getting into the game, starting a scene, finding a scene near you, any of that kinds of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm based out of you know North Jersey. For anybody who doesn't know, Chris is from Virginia down. You know the RBA area. Yeah, so Richmond, um, Virginia, the land you, of yeah. milk and honey. <laughs> if you're closer to New York and stuff like that, and, and you'd like to link up with me, or you want to come to some of our locals and stuff. Um, please, you know, we're, we're so happy to always have new people in the community. I've already seen more action on the Facebook page and the subreddit of newer players asking a lot of ruling questions about the starter mm-hmm. deck. So, um, thank Drop you guys so much. Yeah, please, you know, and thanks for checking out the RV returners. Uh, we try to be friendly and <laughs> keep it entertaining for everybody. It also, you know, get you guys, uh, all the news of what's going on. So I know that some of, some of this stuff isn't as impactful for you guys, but hopefully you mm-hmm. got to meet PJ, Ron or Colin up there mm-hmm. and, uh, and got to hang out with these guys on, from our team. And, uh, and, and, and you and got John, to know I'm gonna the tell community. You a little something. And I'm going to tell you a little something, too. I actually, uh, PJ actually extended the invite for me to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I had things going on. I, I couldn't commit to it, which is because I couldn't travel there because I had just traveled to UFS, Vegas the week yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had just traveled for that. And, you know, I got got to ba- got balance my nerd time and my domestic time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told PJ, look, he, he was constantly sending me photos, everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. I, I told PJ, next year I'm in. 
don't 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 think that I'm not like I'm I'm marking it on the calendar now. Oh, Chris, just have just have us both go. We'll just yeah. do a live from PAX. That's all, oh, dude. A live episode of the RVA Returners podcast from PAX would be. Wouldn't too that high. be sick? That'd be sick. We should do that. Let's get that. We'll let's let's we'll, lock it let's in. Let's get right that now. in the works. We'll we'll talk to people about that. Um, maybe something like that at Gen Con or something too. But we'll figure Absolutely. that out. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's all going on up there. And also Chris, I was getting pictures and messages constantly from somebody yeah. else up at PAX. So yeah. Gino, Gino, a great friend of the cast and the champion slayer <laughs> of the, uh, Octagon weekly tournament, our Gino, friendly neighborhood Gino, that's right. Gino Greco. He's uh, somebody who he doesn't really get to play a lot. His locals, uh, like the closest event that made sense for him was one LQ that I met him at in Long Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. So usually he just gets to play online with us, but Gino, he is constantly brewing. He is constantly digging for gold. We stream his games all the time. Him and I talk about cards all the time. He does so well. We've seen him go from like trying out a, uh, what was it? like, I feel like when we first saw him, he was always playing the Firewater nine deck, right? Um, yep. Gino just starting to take games off people, starting to tweak his deck to start building new decks. And then he got to a point where people were taking Gino's decks to nationals. And what I thought was mm-hmm. so cool was that Colin and Ron both played Gino's deck from the uh, Discord at nationals. And they mm-hmm. had never met. And so Gino got to meet those guys at PAX. And Gino was also the only guy to take a game off the Gunslingers for at least yeah. two days. Uh, maybe more. But he has been uh, forged in the fires of the True. Octagon Weekly. And uh, he's putting that work out there. I think he also went he went 3-0 in the Sealed Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know if he played in the tournaments today. But but he just keeps sending me pictures of prizes and, and uh, him having a great time out there. So that's really awesome. He's our local hero. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super proud, you know, proud of him. Glad he's having a great time mm-hmm. out there. Thank you so yeah, much, absolutely. Ron and Colin, for showing everybody a great time at PAX. We're proud of those guys, too. Super absolutely. proud of them. It, it's a proud watching those guys succeed the way they have in this game in this community. It's like it's a proud dad moment. Cause, yeah. and can like, you when imagine first... like two people who better to like meet? like two faces to to greet you welcome into the game like just super friendly happy dudes well and that's something that you know me and adam lane we 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 make no bones about it when those guys first started showing up we're like we're like these 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 two are the future of this community and of this game so like and they've they've proven that time and time again and i don't think that's going to change great ambassadors for the game and really proud to have them you know on our team yeah absolutely absolutely but john but chris the last piece of news we have is my favorite thing. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If only we could do that to the tune of Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> they look better in this game than they do on Honda Civics, Chris. Boy, howdy, don't they? Don't they? And we've got uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Like they, They've been kind of coming hot and heavy, and we've got... I'm looking at them now, John. There's a... There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to... We're going to dive right in. We're going to give our, you know... Um, we're just going to give our two cents on the ones we haven't uh, talked about yet. And, of course, these are ones that are at long since. Some of these have been out for a couple weeks now. Um, yeah, it's been But a that doesn't make them any less impactful. No, but it's good for us to talk about them. And of some, of, some of them are, and we'll, we'll graze over some of them, but some of them are pretty impactful. And John, we're just going to start right off the bat here with a standard unit, uh, a fire standard <laughs> unit, the Black Mage Soldier. That's Why? how far back we're going. Why? What was it called? Yeah. Black Mage. Oh, but yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, he's cool. He's a nine standard unit. I'm oh, sorry, Chris. Let's read the card. I, I just started reacting. No, that's okay. So he, he's a category nine standard unit, four CP, seven K. 
Um, when Black Mage enters uh, the field, <laughs> choose one for opponent controls if the cost to play a Black Mage uh, Soldier was paid with CP of two or more different elements, deal it 5,000 damage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. John, so, tell us how you really feel. So he's uh, 1K under curve, but mm-hmm. when he fulfills his condition, he comes into the field and deals 5,000 damage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot more cost-effective ways in fire to get 5,000 damage on something. The that guy, best Black part Mage... about that card is that Brawn can tutor it and that it is in the other color in the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy IX deck where you care about flooding the field with those characters. Yes, but like, there's a lot more cost. It, it, you're, you're literally buying the 747 to get the free peanuts with this card. Yeah, that's... Uh... There's a lot more cost-effective <laughs> ways to do it. That's for sure. And this card could have been... There could have been such a neat tiny little thing that would be hardly relevant and come on just give give somebody like chocobo joe another reason to show up to a tournament playing red mages black mages the deck and joe i didn't forget don't think i did oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but the next card we have it's uh it's uh, from a very sparse category um it's another fire forward it's a 5 cp 9k marilith Ah, Marilith. a little bit of uh, love job. for Final Fantasy 1. Yeah, job is chaos. Indeed it is. Uh, she's got a lot of text. Um, when Marilith enters the field, you may pay two fire and one colorless, so three CP. Got a little kick When you there. do so, choose one forward opponent controls, deal it 7,000 damage. But when Marilith is put from the field into the break zone, you may search for one job chaos other than a card named Marilith and add it to your hand. John, what do you think? Um, so this card, it, it does a bunch of stuff, but everything about it is like exactly the cost. that. So so what you're doing is you're paying a 5 cost 9k that actually mm-hmm. has no enter, but it gives you the opportunity to play like a discounted Brynhildr. A Brynhildr, right? So, so technically it's 2cp cheaper than Brynhildr because it's not the card from hand, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's it's going to depend on the chaos synergies, I think, a lot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when it is put from the field to the break zone, it doesn't put the thing in like into play or anything. It puts it in your hand. But, Chris, this is a common. So yeah. uh, I think it's just here to do... It, it's going to have some cool synergies with the Category 1. I think that mm-hmm. they're leading with the, the chaff here for Final Fantasy 1, mm-hmm. and I think that 1 is actually going to get some serious love in this set. We've already seen with oh, the Warrior so. of Light and Princess Sarah. So. Um and chaos, those backups, which we'll get to. I think mm-hmm. that Final Fantasy One is going to get some some serious love in this set. So I'm interested to see how it unfolds. But this card mm-hmm. is eh. absolutely. Well, next up, John, we got a little cutie patootie card right here. It's a, a, a yeah, it's a red cap. It's a three CP seven K monster. Um, job is goblin. Category is tactics advance multi unit. Uh, during your turn, Red Cap is also a forward with 7,000 power. Pretty mm-hmm. standard. Uh, for fire, discard Red Cap. Remove one backup from the game. Choose a forward, deal it 7,000 damage. You can only use this ability if Red Cap is in your hand. John, I, I, I like this card. Um, a, it's a monster, so, I mean, outside of your turn. I mean, granted, it's like the monsters from, what was it, Opus 7 or 8? Where they were only monsters on your turn. Yes, they're. Uh, it's like bomb and yeah, uh, bomb and the, the, the new Malbro and yeah. Zoo and um, which is fine. But he's got um, that I do blue like... magic, Chris. He's got that from hand that hand trap yeah. type of thing going on, and it is really the best part about this card. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The fact that you can, you know, I mean, yes, you're removing it from the game, so you're not going to get any kind of exit triggers off your backups, but it, it's another card in fire that can clear up your backup line. You can do damage to something, and it's not, it's really only costing you, you know, a couple CP, which is fine. I think the rate is fine. That's a cheaper burn holder. It's just like, oh, you're losing the backup. But I mean, again, like you said, that's kind of, you know, that's what they, they don't mind, especially considering yeah. you can lose the guy you tap. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's better than any of those backup abilities where you tap two of them and break the backup mm-hmm. and then get like 4K or something like that. Um, I think this is a really neat card. I'm really interested to see what the second round of from hand abilities look like because the yeah. first round of them were all, I think they were afraid to make them really good. Mm-hmm. So they were all slightly underwhelming. The best one being, I think, the guy that like discards the search for any monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do with these, Chris. And I've got a little real quick uh, breaking news report. Yes. Uh, the finals of the Summoners Cup down in, mm-hmm. in uh, Florida is mm-hmm. Jen and Jake Sedloff. Oh man, a Sedloff <laughs> on Sedloff uh, battle. That's right. They entered the Love top that. eight as third and fourth, and they are uh, hell yeah, and they are playing against each other in the finals. And we just have like a little picture of them just holding hands, sitting across the table, just grinning at each other. It's, it's absolutely adorable. It's super awesome. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see. But no matter who wins, these guys. Are having an amazing night. That's for sure. Absolutely, that's absolutely. Awesome. Now back to our regular yeah. scheduled. Sorry, program. I thought that was so cool. I just wanted to to mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Hell I just yeah. saw the bring, and people probably heard the on the microphone <laughs> of uh, it getting posted to Facebook. So I was like, "Whoa, what, what's the news?" I thought maybe uh, we news. would get a winner to announce, but uh, this is oh. almost as good. Well, we may have it for it's all said oh, and done. We will for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, well, on the uh, stream, I think, not on the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Now. As far as the next one, John, have we covered Orphan yet? Chris, uh, I think we did talk about Doom Counters and the counter cards, right? We sure did. We yeah. sure did. Um, it's also Mobius, which is relevant these mm-hmm. days. Uh, moving on. Next up, we have a more recent spoiler. We have another Kadage. Um, it's a 4CP EX Burst Ice Forward. Um, obviously, Category 7. And the EX Burst is when Kadage enters the field, you may search for one job remnant other than card name Kadaj and add it to your hand. Ooh, a little bit of a fail-safe there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Kadaj or a job remnant enters the field, choose one character opponent controls and freeze it. Yeah, um, so this guy is obviously going to work with his buddies, What are like mm-hmm. Yazu and Laz- Lazu, or so, I don't know, whatever. They're, mm-hmm. they're the other, you know, remnants. <laughs> the other Advent Children, yes. uh, Sephiroth-esque clone thing people Mm -hmm. um they're gonna have this cool little tribal thing going on it's awesome that that's gonna be uh, likely a package that has some pretty powerful effects if they're all together that's all in ice and category Mm -hmm. seven which you know sephiroth and genesis love a little more support alongside Mm -hmm. um this card by itself a little underwhelming because we don't know what the other guys do yet but could be a cool part of that combo although something that's worth highlighting is that uh this is a four drop that's a 6k that searches and that again mm-hmm. like we were talking about a little bit earlier is about a thousand power over what these cards usually cost yeah uh, no, for what for their sure. power is you know yeah no i agree i agree cards fine um i i just think it's cool it that he really plays the character the and so he can yeah. back up i i just i just think at the end of the day if you're playing i, I mean if the dark kadaj had an s i could easily see that well, that would be a problem if God, this guy had problem. an s i could see that does that make yeah, more abso- sense okay. abso- absolutely yes, if this guy had an s ability okay he, he would maybe be worth 
Yeah, but I think the other Kadage is so good, you're probably never going to Yeah, because play if the guy. other two Kadage, if the other two uh, Remnants, rather, also have, like, Remnant-relevant stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the Dark the Kadage Navy. is just better. No, because yep. the Dark Kadage is also... Like, like uh, basically what I'm saying is... Uh, unless oh, yeah, they yeah, buff yeah, Ice Forwards or something, or they say, like, mm-hmm. for other Ice Forwards, like, you're just going to rather play the 4-drop and get those mm-hmm. synergies. Like, there's other ways to find those cards. Unless those cards are nutty... Playing the mm-hmm. Kadaja as a tutor for them, but also at the same time, you know, Chris, if the other guys, if the package is good enough, uh, Light mm-hmm. Aerith is really good in a deck that you're filling with seven characters. So, you know, I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's horrible either. So, but it really, yep. it, it's super. It, he's just like any other tribe. Uh, it matters what they all do when they're together and alone. They're usually underwhelming. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of another category one card, John, we got something that's uh, I think I like this card a lot. Um, it's a new Warrior of Light. He's a three CP seven K category one job Warrior of Light. He's got a lot of text on him, so we'll go ahead and get cracking. All right, so when Warrior of Light enters the field during this turn, the next damage dealt to you becomes zero instead. For free, choose one forward other than Warrior of Light. It gains two thousand power till the end of the turn. During this turn, when that four is from the field into the break zone, Warrior of Light deals you one point of damage. You can only use this ability once per turn. Uh, I'll tell you what, I like Chris, it. self-damage is getting more and more important. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. He has that cool synergy when he comes in where he you know, stops that if that happens that turn. Uh, he mm-hmm. works just like a brand for things like Zodiac and such and Fusoya mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, he does have like the problem where his job can almost never be relevant because he clashes mm-hmm. with the best cards for that job yep. but mm-hmm. uh i think that he has nothing to do with that deck and is just as a piece for other things so yep well and also too right i do like the fact that like you can play him in a deck where it's like cool he's gonna come into play the next damage becomes zero i'm gonna give this guy plus two thousand oh hecaton share yeah my guy will die whatever but i'm swinging up the curve and i don't take any damage yeah you know i mean I mean? also that ability like is that. zero and no tap and that's always yeah. always good so yeah i think he's good and he's he's in the right color to be a three drop um he's the job is relevant this name guy, is name is not really impede it, on anything he's just hashtag solid yeah he's, he's not like good. he's not great he's not bad he's just he's solid Yep, and these next couple cards we're going to go over, I think, are absolutely solid as well. And we're going to start with uh, Fiona. That's our girl, my, 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 my Fiona. Um, Why are they always FFCC cards? What? That, that, God damn it! She's okay, two CP. So, FFCC. <laughs> Play around your backup line, Fiona. Fiona. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, um, yeah, she's two CP. Uh, Crystal Chronicles backup, Fiona. Uh, job is princess, which is also very relevant. Um, she has an ability for two wind and two colorless tap. You don't have to break her. You just pay four and tap. Search for one character and add it to your hand. That's John, got that's so many good. lines, 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 lines. Fiona. Yeah, character, Chris. Forward, backup, monster, you name it. That's a combo You name it, she card. gets it. You name it, she gets it. So come on down to Crystal Chronicles, Crystal Chronicle Character Emporium. Yeah, Norse Stalin was like, hold up, a 2CP win backup that's not Waltrill? That's wow, right. Wow, something with some inevitability, it, you know, just turns on whatever the hell I wanted to that's later. That's right. Uh, yeah, Good so, credit, bad credit, wh- no credit. Where do credit, I sign? Credit. You ride for free. <laughs> wow, what a good card. Jesus. Yeah, card's real good. Relevant job for some reason, too. Just like, okay. I mean, like, oh. like it's not that it does a lot right now. 
but it is a job other things have, and that means one day, you know? Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, I think the card's really good. Uh, I think you're going to see it as, I mean, it's, I don't think it's warranted for more than maybe a one of. Show me the princess tutor, Chris, because we've got the king tutor in this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, well, she doesn't need a princess tutor, but boy, once they get it, oh, boy, it's going to be great. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she, uh, yeah she, she's got a tutor. Indeed. So next card is something that uh boy it's got my palm it's got my palms nice and sweaty for Chris, this card is um, absolutely wild. I love it. I love it because he does so much. It's, it's another so it's stupid. a new edge. Uh, it's, so it's a two CP uh two CP uh five K job ninja category four. You know him, you love him, it's edge. All right, so the cost required to play job ninja or card name ninja onto the field is reduced by one and can be paid with CP of any element. They could have stopped there. Chris, let me let me just ask you a couple questions before we go uh-huh. any further. Does mm-hmm. that say cannot be reduced to zero? It does not. That's so weird. Does that say, uh, does it have an element restriction, Chris? It does not. Does it, in fact, fix the elements of any color you play? It could, sir. It uh, definitely uh, could. <laughs> wow, that's pretty wild, Chris. Is there more that's on that good. card? Oh, and we're not done. Oh, okay. So we'll keep when going. a job ninja or card name ninja other than Edge enters your field... Place one shirk encounter on edge. Well, obviously that wouldn't do anything like too crazy or anything repeatable, right? No, not at all. But what it does do is remove one shirk encounter from edge, choose a four, and blop it for 3,000. Oh, never mind. That's exactly what it does. Something highly repeatable, stackable, and save it for later. And abusable. <laughs> save yeah. it for later Wow. This, yeah, the now and later. This guy, Edge has just taking 3,000 damage and stuffing his pockets full of it. And then he walks in the room and somebody shows up and he's like, oh, you need some 3,000 damage? And he just pulls it all out. (laughs) And and you know, like you reach into the pocket, you pull and everything just pops out all at once. So you didn't even mean to. And just, oh no, fumbles damage all over the field. Yeah, bottle caps and paper clips and lint, starburst wrappers, you name it, it's doing 3,000 damage. He's giving like highly playable two cost backups, uh, one cost reduction a rainbow mm-hmm. fix and the fact that uh they all have an etb of deal 3000 damage when you feel like it yeah like it's better than really it, than on enter it's better than on yeah. enter because yep. you can just save no oh, excuse me you can save it you can use it i mean it's free to use he can be tapped he can be whatever like you can respond mm-hmm. to anything except an ex burst by dumping the counters yeah, uh, it is pretty crazy. Uh, it, barring something where they say like things can only have X counters max or something like that, um, this card is going to be pretty wild. Yeah, you fucking stack this guy up, and and of course he's in a color where he has a ton of protection from shit like Yashola uh, and Aerith and Unsaganashi. Yeah, dude, and he also has um like the ninja that breaks backups. In yeah. that color. That's one CP. Mm-hmm. You have Sukunawa who gets haste. If edges out, that's now free and deals 3k on entry. Right? You have yep. a one CP ninja that's a green that is now free and deals 3k mm-hmm. on entry. You have the backups that uh, the two cost lightning one that deals 4,000 to a damage forward. Well, man, it's probably going to be pretty damaged. easy to damage somebody when I've got stacks of shurikens. He's just got mm-hmm. pockets full of shurikens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it just seems pretty crazy, man. It's This is like when you've played Final Fantasy VI before and mm-hmm. you first pick up Shadow and the guy's like, do you want to buy any shurikens? And you just drag that thing right to 99 and you're like, I'm not yep. even going to fuck around. I, all I'm doing for the rest of the game is throwing shurikens with Shadow. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, this card not only is exactly what a tribe needs, 
So we mm -hmm. talked about Ursula. We downplayed it a little bit. So here's exactly why. Look at this card. What the hell is the difference mm -hmm. between Ninja and Monk? It, arguably, Monk has been a better job up until now, mm -hmm. and they're both pretty bad, right? But yep. this card gives them it gives them the payoff. It gives mm -hmm. them the color fix. It gives them efficiency on every single card that has that name as long as he's out. Um, and it gives him this like stackable ability that does something that the other cards don't do that synergizes mm -hmm. with what they do do. That evil do that I do right. do. But like the backup that damages uh, deals something to a damage forward, right? Has no synergy mm -hmm. with other ninjas, but it does nope. now. The ninja mm -hmm. that can return itself to your hand if you pay with a, you know, uh, you play him with fire and water and it does damage and then you can tap mm -hmm. it and bounce it back to your hand. That had mm -hmm. no synergy with ninjas and now it has a synergy both on the way in and, and coming back, you know, enter the mm -hmm. field and the damage. It's just like, this is exactly what they needed. This is why I said I wish Ursula did something the monks didn't do already, you know, or, or gave them like a payoff or something that tied all the monks together. But she just yep. kind of, um, she's just like a little efficiency engine, but she doesn't, like like Edge is the whole package deal, man. He is he uh, is the whole just add match. ninja. Yes, <laughs> Chia ninja. Yeah, <laughs> n -n -n ninja. <laughs> just add ninja. Just add ninja. <laughs> I think we got the name of our episode there, John. <laughs> just add ninja. All right, so the next one we're just going to gloss over. Um, the promo Yuri is an official card in this set. So <laughs> moving on. I know, I know you like that card. We all love it. Oh uh, yeah, card. I do like that card. It's a good card, and it just gets better when they print dumb two CP FFCC backups like Fiona. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes. Continue. Sorry. Now speaking of John, we're going to go right into another dumb a card that I think is really really dumb. dumb. dumb, um, dumb it's the dumb, other dumb. It's the other wind legendary. Damn, this card um, looks it's, fine, dude. It's beautiful, and it's my fucking girl Ritz. I love Three Ritz. CP. Dude, me too. Me too. God damn it. And she's a 3 CP 7K. Win forward. Tactics advance. So she's already checking a lot of boxes before we read the fucking card. So her text is, if you control a category Final Fantasy Tactics Advance forward other than Ritz, Ritz gains 1,000 power and haste. Mm -hmm. Okay. When Ritz attacks, choose up to three backups you control and fucking activate them. Ooh. It should just say, and fucking activate them. <laughs> oh. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think they could have stopped there, but they didn't. So at damage three, she just has the static ability of Ritz fucking cannot be blocked. Just ever. Not if you have just five ever. backups. Not if you have a TA forward. Not whatever. So if you yeah, have an FTA forward, she comes down as an 8K that can't be blocked and activates yeah. your backups. Yeah. No, like, I, I think this card is insanely good yeah. um it does a lot it checks a lot of boxes one it's a three drop so Dude, if it no knows out she attacks bomb. and activates four four backups right that's <laughs> what i'm saying like and like especially if you get to a point where it's like you're going to like you've got her you've got i mean granted yes i realize adele is ta when she attacks you, you get a yuri activation yes how fucking stupid is that and, like, she just can't be blocked. Like, now, like, normally the kill turn was, like, turn, you're on six damage. Now you drop her and Adele. They're both, your, your opponent's just dead. Your mm -hmm. opponent's just fucking dead. Because, I mean, the, what other what other tactics advance forwards are in wind? Um, we have Shara, Shara, which I think is a good card anyway. And there's probably going to be a new Shara, but yeah. You um, know it. You know yeah. there's going to be more. And like I said, I know Adele, Adele is TA2. What the hell is that guy's name? Uh, which one? Uh, He's Ezel Edda. What is his name? Oh my god, hold on, I'll find it. Mm -hmm. It's with an E. 
It's oh, uh, yeah. He's the guy who makes uh, the law cards, you know. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You played that FMTA guy. once yeah, a guy. long time ago. You know. I'll tell you in a second, and I'm definitely mm-hmm. not just looking up FFDex. Oh, wait, he doesn't have a... Wait, forward. Yes, he does. Oh, Ezel. That is his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, the... Whenever your opponent casts a summon, you activate all your forwards card. Yeah, which is uh, also fine. Yeah, then there's Don Ed, which is uh, mm-hmm. weird. He just kind of dulls or activates a monster. He's, like, still waiting for the card that pops off of him. Uh, right. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a new Donnet. And the thing that's important, I think, is just to mention that these characters are in wind, which means if they're going to print a new version of them, it's likely also going to be wind, like how we see the new mute. Uh, yeah. I Like, Donnet is pretty much a must, right? Like, Donnet mm-hmm. and Ezel and Shara, I wouldn't be surprised to see have new cards. And then we have uh, the mm-hmm. standard unit archers. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised to see standard units like Fencer or Elementalist yeah. start coming out from FFC. Well, and, and even still, right? Like, even if you just look at old Shara, now you, you've got a, a 3CP 7 k that you know actually has a relevant ability and then you drop shara nuke something for 6k maybe maybe have edge finish it off with some uh, with some pocket sand yeah. and then she gets haste yeah and then it's like all right and then she can't be blocked if you're at damage three so it's pretty nuts like i think the card's really really good it's awesome. all right so moving right along into uh we're into earth now um we've got yet another barrett um he's a heroic uh, obviously four cp um i'm He's really going to be 3 CP because you're not playing it without Jesse on the table. Um, category 7, obviously, job avalanche operative. You know, all, everything you'd expect. Um, this guy just has a lot of yellow dots and a lot of turnt arrows. So for 2 Earth and a tap, uh, deal 4,000 damage to all the forwards opponent controls. Okay. Uh, for 4 Earth and a tap, choose a dull forward and break it. That's pretty good. Then he has a um, an S ability for the low, low cost of 6 Earth, tap, and S Break all the forwards and monsters opponent controls. Dude, he's just wild enough that people will do this. Yep. He is super tutorable. He mm-hmm. has a bunch of synergy. And so something with that's getting that much help, uh, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. play that against you, and you're going to start sweating. And you're going to yep. be like, oh, man, I talked about how bad this card was. I talked about how expensive this S ability was. I talked about how easy it was going to be for me to kill it. And then the bead of sweat is going to roll right down your neck. And your yep. opponent's going to smirk. And then you're going to be like, well, maybe I can at least finish the game. And then you'll attack. And then, bing, Marlene. And then the, oh, your oh, life oh, flashes before your eyes. That's right. As the anger max comes in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, weird to me that his attack is literally called anger max that's literally what it is called in the game mm-hmm. but this is ungar max as if a weird translation of uh, uh, that wouldn't know, surprise hey, me either but whatever you know yeah i think the card's fine um i i think he can coexist in a deck with the five cp barrett as well like i i think there's no reason they can't coexist like a three one two one whatever split. yeah like oh no you have this guy out instead or i guess i'll just attempt to delete your board yep yeah, I guess I'll just delete everything on your side of the board. Uh, yeah, yeah he's cool. He's he's fair, but man, does he have a crazy snowball-y upside. Well, and also, happen. too, right, considering you're going to have fucking Big Teeth out, and he's going to have Brave every time. He's going to be a 10k Brave, mm-hmm. threatening to just nuke stuff on every fucking turn. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. Yeah. I think he's good. He's he's a fine card. He's an absolute fine he's card. He's certainly um, the... He's got, like, the, the biggest top end of any of the Barretts. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's he could be a good sink later on. Yeah, like all those old Barretts that like did like board wide weird stuff. Like they mm-hmm. were just wishing they were this guy. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. This is. A, I was looking at him. Though. His... He looks pissed. Like he's angry that his cards oh, have mad. not been very good, and he's ready to take revenge. Yeah. On, on a scale of one game. to Chris Brown, how mad exactly is he? It's <laughs> Chris Tan levels. Of yes. Mad. <laughs> yes. Now the next card we're going to go over, John, is one that I really, really like. It was one that was spoiled this weekend. Wowza. We've got another 15 backup, um, another searcher. It's my man, Claris. He is a 4CP. <laughs> Yo, man. 4CP, EX burst, backup, Earth, category 15, job chief minister. He says when Claris enters the field, you may search for one job king and add it to your hand. John, you know what? Let's rattle down the kings real quick bear Ready, with Chris? me here i'm, I'm pulling it unless you've got, <laughs> I've got it already. i've got it let's start fire away the top. we've got king tycoon king tycoon king of bermesia destin epitaph kolka edgar regis king of concordia and ranpair and only two of the cards i just named on that list have not seen competitive play yep and that's concordia and and uh the old edgar the uh, destin well, oh yeah. yeah. The, so I was just going off backups, Chris. Those are just backups. Oh yeah, let's there, look there's at the some forwards. forwards. Oh yeah, no, the forwards are uh, Chaos Mobius, Leo, Dark Lord, and Edgar. The most mm-hmm. notable of which being Chaos Mobius, I believe, because it's kind of cool mm. that you can tutor that effect. Uh, usually, the dark cards are a little harder to search yep. for without Cam. But yeah, the king backups, Chris. So the most notable ones are that this card uh, really, really, really enables Ranpair and L three. Shantoto, yep. or sorry, Star Sybil's absence was felt. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does this guy find the Rampair, he finds Regis, and mm-hmm. that is a really nice, you know, uh, fixes the colors off of the EX burst backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a four cost, so he doesn't get in the way. He like makes sense to play into the Kings because a lot mm-hmm. of them are three cost searchers. In fact, yep. one Epitav two, is another three, one. Did we, four, did we mention Epitav? Yeah, already? Epitav, King of Bermesia, King Tycoon, and Regis are all three cost searchers mm-hmm. that you can play in a follow up turn. And they all search something relevant. By yeah, the way. and uh, so I think another thing people say the Rampair deck doesn't need another way to search Rampair. To which I say, first of all, I mean, sure you do. Why not? First of all, it searches Regis, Rampair, and King of Bermesia, and King of Bermesia searches for the the cane that breaks the damn Rampair. So it seems like it goes a okay in that deck. Yeah, it, it, he fits right in. Yeah, it seems like he, uh, you know, he can find a spot. Um, Here's your desk. Meet your coworkers. Yeah, man. But I mean, it, it is welcome aboard. Cool. And you know, we are uh, any of these cards could just get a new card. And King is not a job that's going away. So this no. card is just a really, really awesome card, and I hope that we get some more of these for just those undersung jobs. Look, John, we're playing Earthfire Monks. We're grab. We're playing this. We're playing Edgar, we're searching Polka, forward Edgar. Edgar, and we're searching for <laughs> Sabin. I'll see you in Singapore, sir. There you go. Hey, I'll see you there. Yeah, see you there. No, I think the card's really good, and I'll also be taking too, you know, pockets full of shurikens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> But, dude, like the one thing I like about this card, too, is, I mean, he's a very relevant category for what is now starting to shape Mono Earth, right? Like, mm-hmm. mono, not just Mono Earth, and we'll get to some cards that I think could enable another archetype with Category 15. I like that Category 15 now has, like, two super distinct uh, archetypes, but... Like the fact that you can get you can peel this off of baby Noctis and then you just you're just off to the races with your backup line. I, th- I think there's just a lot. This card this card's really really good. And also the, another important king he gets he can get Kolka, which is huge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think I think I, Kolka yeah, I think can get can, you the rest of Earth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like being able to they get that. They are very good amount of Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think I think the card's really really good. Um, 
As uh, I'm done gushing over that one, we're going to talk about another really fucking good uh, Earth card. <laughs> John, we have a new Exodus. It's an Exodus, uh, Exodus FFTA. It's a 1CP Earth Summon, a fucking another one. They didn't need another one. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll take as many as I can get. Uh, I will, too. Uh, so will Rydia. So this thing is an EX burst with a shit ton of words on it, John. Mm-hmm. So it says, choose one forward you control until the end of your turn. Until the end of the turn, it gains plus 3,000 power. Brave, and this forward cannot become dull by your opponent's summons and abilities. And this I literally could not believe that there was the word yeah, and there. It, uh, yeah, and <laughs> fucking and this forward cannot be returned to its owner's hand by any of your opponent's summons or abilities. <gasps> if you're a, if you're a, this is where it gets really, really neat. Mm-hmm. If your opponent has received five points of damage or more, all the forwards you control gain all the previous effects instead. They John. all gain keyword. Big. <laughs> they all gain keyword <laughs> keyword <get> swole. <laughs> keyword swole. And what I like about this, John, I really like the, the first of all, the thing I like the most about this card is we finally have a card that counteracts that damage mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. Um let's be honest. Like the, the way the game is looking like it's going towards now is where you know managing your damage is more important than it's ever been. But also, like you see cards like Squall, where you're at five damage, oh, they're just gonna fucking go to town on you. Mm-hmm. This card, this card says no, you're not. No, you're not. Or like anything that your opponent does, like um, like what am I trying to say? There's some other cards. Like I'm trying to think of um, like fucking, like Noctis on five. Yeah, Noctis is still gonna break something, but he's not gonna fight something and kill it. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, like I, I think this really gives you some juice at the end when if your opponent's really playing for that five damage play, and it's also just great in the early part of the game, just because. You know, it's just good, like, uh, no, you're not going to do this to my forward. You're not going to dull and freeze this guy. You're not going to bounce this back to my hand, which, I mean, you don't really see much of that really as it is. Um, or And you're not going to see, um, I think that know. that's going to get better, though, Chris, when we see things like there are so many cards now that are just trying to snowball. Like, yeah. with, like, Vincent, like, bouncing really hurts things like the mm-hmm. Vincent and the Kadaj and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, I think, I think the card's good. I think the card is really, really solid. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Well, next up, John, we're gonna get into some more uh, category fifteen stuff. We finally uh, we're we're dipping into the uh, the Kingsglaive uh, package About time. here. Time we got some more of the purple yeah. cards. We got some more purple cards to go with uh, Aranea and Ravis. Ravis, I, I'm never gonna get that right on the first go. Ravis. Ravis. So we have Nix. He is a four CP eight K job is Kingsglaive category fifteen. When Nyx enters the field, put one job Kingsglaive you control into the break zone. When you do so, choose a forward and break it. That's really good. When a job Kingsglaive other than Nyx you control is put from the field into the break zone, select one of the two following actions. Nyx gains haste until the end of the turn, or choose a forward and dull it. Card's good. I I think he plays very well. I look at this whole package, John. There's three of them. Then we'll get to the other ones here in a second. I, they this strikes me as like a really neat, like limited package because Nix is a heroic, and the other two are like common and rare. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a strong limited package. It's uh, like the headhunter stuff, mm-hmm. very much like. But that. I think they're I think they're better because they actually kill something pretty. Well, yes, easily. I think that they also have some like more universal and constructed implications too. Yeah, and we'll just we'll just go segue right into the next two. We have uh, Lush, I'm Lush, Lushe, whatever however you want to pronounce that. Um, he's a two CP backup. Job is Kingsglaive, category fifteen for two lightning, um, 
One colorless tap and put Lucian to the break zone. Choose a forward, break it, but your opponent draws a card. I think that's fine because he's going to go into the break zone. He's going to trigger Nyx. So you're going to you're going to break something. Um, so like you could potentially have a really good turn where like before we do that, I'll, I'll read the other one. We have uh, Crow. She's a three CP backup. Job Kingsglaive. When Crow's put from the field to the break zone, choose a forward in your break zone. Add it to your hand. Uh, for tap, put Crow into the break zone. Choose a forward. So I think you just have this really crazy turn where. You have Crow and Loosh out. You play Nyx. You break Crow. You kill something. Then you break Loosh, kill something else, and then you dull something with Nyx's effect. Or you yeah. give him haste and swing through for potentially the win. It's uh, interesting because um, there's a lot of flavor with these cards. Um, mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you've seen the movie, Chris. No, I have. Uh, I actually like the movie. So, so it's yeah, it's uh, it was the best Final Fantasy 15 related thing. But that's okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's that's a hot take. People are gonna get mad at me for saying that. But that's all right. Uh, Nyx, uh, he he gets like stronger the more like Kingsglaives get defeated, kind of like mm-hmm. or die, right? And it's also yep. kind of cool because Lush is uh, he can choose a forward of your own or of your opponent's and break mm-hmm. it. So he's kind of like a little little backstabby kind of dude there. Yep. But uh, it's just neat that these guys they're this awesome little package where, like you said, it's uh, as you use the backups abilities that they already mm-hmm. are pretty good by themselves. Like mm-hmm. they're worth using. And then they do activate these things on Nyx. Uh, I think it's important <laughs> that the things on Nyx are like, Nyx has to be the guy who comes down later. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because he's going to be like breaking them. And that you don't really get to do like, use Nyx to, like Nyx has to break one of them. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to always get to use their break ability in mm-hmm. order to do the stuff. Because some of the times they'll just have to break. Well, uh, and once again, John, we see that. Yeah, and but also once again we see a card that I think is better than Ursula for the package that he works with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say I, I don't know about that because Ursula does like generate stuff well, for you. I guess, it doesn't well, require your opponent is, to have anything. Yeah, but I guess in this case because he allows the cards to do what they're going to do anyway. Or right, and they're all Ursula both to, like, work together. Of, yeah, yeah. So, but that's, that's, you know, it's a bit of a stretch. It's, you know, apples and, you know, oranges in a sense, but that's fine. I I like, I like the cards. I think they're, I think they're okay, but I think they're going to be really, really fun. I actually really want to build a uh, Earth Lightning 15, like really heavy 15 focused deck. Yeah, it's going to be really neat, especially because of this next guy that we're about to talk about. Oh, yeah. I'm going to butcher this. Glauca. 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 Yeah, sounds good. Glauca, sounds good. He's a 2CP 5K forward. Job is captain. Uh, The cost required to play your Lightning forwards onto the field is reduced by one. Can't become zero. Uh, when Glauca or a forward enters your field, choose a forward. It gains a thousand power until the end of the turn. Uh, this guy's insane. This guy says a Lua costs two. That's and good enough 7K. for me. Jesus, yeah. two costs seven K. Yeah, good. That's like that's good enough for me. You can you can stop drilling right there. You've struck oil. I don't need to hear about any other lightning forward. I'm what done. What if I like told that. you you could play Astinian and activate him in the same turn off of backups? What if John, I told you shut you, up. you shut you up right play... now? <laughs> Sakura from just two cards from hand to discard, just like we talked about when we first revealed the card and said, "Man, mm-hmm. if only this cost four. We John, literally said, that. "If this card costs that, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's going to be really, really fun." Uh, things like Backnami just get silly because all of a sudden he's two costs yeah. and you swarm with like silly little guys and dull everyone out of the way. Uh, yep. Kane gets reduced even further mm-hmm. to just a John, two, you're, you're talking crazy. Two cost, I know, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild. 
It's good. It's I gonna like be it. really, cards. really cool. Yeah, this guy uh, Lightning needs something like this. Yeah, we've got a couple more purple cards to talk about here. Um, I, have we covered Rude already? I don't know. Well, let's just talk yeah, about we'll Rude. Do it. He's three CP seven K category seven member of the Turks. If you control a card named Rufus, Rude gains three thousand power. If you control a job member of the Turks other than Rude, Rude gains first strike. He's fine. I just wish he wasn't named Rude. Uh, yeah, this could have been one of the other Turks. This could have been Elena or Sang. Sang. I mean, hopefully we'll get him this set. So. Yep, not really much to talk eternal, about. Eternal, Chris. Indeed. But yes. the next card, we're going to go ahead and just dive right in. And, of course, on this website, he's in German. And I'm, I'm sure you can pull it out. It's the new Kuja. Oh, dude, I know. Oh. That you use the same set I use. Yeah, it's Kuja. Yeah. The funny yeah, thing is that they're mostly on FFDX now. But, yeah, that, that site's still... That's good. Well, uh, Kuja's yeah, so... really good. It, it's He's our second Lightning uh, Legendary. So now we've seen all the Lightning Legendaries. Yes. Um, he's a 4CP 8K. Uh, job is Genome. Category 9, as always. Mm -hmm. um, when Kuja enters the field, choose one forward of cost 3 or less. And break um, it. I, yeah, you break it. Kuja deals you one point of damage. Yes. That's absolutely fine. And then for an S, um, I'm, I'm, I, got I don't you, really know what it says. Thanks, John. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm impressed that you uh, you read that off the German card. So Thundaga uh, for 3 Lightning is choose up to 2 forwards opponent controls, deal them 2,000 mm -hmm. damage, then deal 5,000 damage to all the damaged forwards opponent controls. That's pretty good. Uh, this guy is good enough on his own, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um but it's really, really neat with other lightning packages, especially mm -hmm. lightning wind. Yep. Yeah, I think this guy's a cool, cool card, and he's going to see play, and I think people aren't giving him enough credit. Yep, I agree. So now we've got four more cards to go over, then we're going to be uh, done with the news. Um, I, or maybe three. John, have we gone over this new Ton Betty yet? Uh, I maybe. Well, we're going to do it. It's a 2CP, another Crystal Chronicles backup in water. Another backup for Crystal. <laughs> Norse Nor Stalin just gets fucking better every set. Mm -hmm. Yep, 2CP backup, Ton Betty, uh, Job Advisor. Um, when a card, the card name mirror you control gains 2,000 power, and when Ton Betty is put from the field into the break zone, draw a card. That's a lot for a 2CP backup that's searchable. It's really good. Yeah, it does. Uh, does oh, why is stuff. Mira in fucking German as well? Oh my goodness! Sorry, I got you on Mira. Help, John! Help! <laughs> help! All right. That's what I get for going to a German site. But like, but don't get it twisted. FFTCG.org really yeah. is a great site. Yeah, um, a great site. Don't ever, don't <laughs> ever think that I'm saying it's not. It's a great site. Mira, uh, when a category FFCC character other than Mira you control is put from the field into the break zone, you may search for one category FFCC character of the same card type and add mm -hmm. it to your hand. This effect will only trigger once per turn. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she can tap and choose one category FSCC character other than forward you control. Activate it until the end of the turn. It also becomes a forward with 8,000 power. I feel like we might have talked about this card. She we may have. Uh, 5k FSCC. Um, I can't wait to attack with my Norse Stalin exactly. and then get real fucking cute with Dr. Sid in the backup line. So you can't, you have to block it. Either block it or let it hit you. Dude, you want to be cute? How about uh, you turn the? Well, you have to turn, you know, an FSCC character. But if yeah. we're gonna go into ice. Let's turn Sid Waff. Or no, sorry, he's Waff. He's Waff, not FSCC. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I'm like, I look. I'm like, oh, we can play. These guys, no, we can't. No, we can't. Um, no, we can't. No, we can't do it. Yeah. No, but she turns all these backups, like you said, into. Uh, she turns monsters into fours, like Skelto, mm -hmm. That guy, he's not doing too much. Lava Spider becomes like a a guy that can attack and get his own buff. Yeah, Lava uh, Spider's the huge one. Yeah, Carbuncle becomes like a back attack 
forward as AK. Well, power. I want to attack with my man Librarian. That's what I want yeah, to do. Librarian, get, get in there! Yeah, Fucking dude. read a book. It's just <laughs> read the page, master. Just, <laughs> uh, it's, I love it. It's some wild stuff, dude. But uh, that's what they just make a deck called Page Master, and it's just three Librarian and six Mira, and both Miras. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's okay, a library card. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be on the next. Uh, coffee of bullshit the next one. Oh, week. big time uh, big time um, i can't wait but yeah it's gonna be this card is just wild it's gonna do some cool stuff all right and i lied we actually have three more cards because yes, um, i missed one all right so we're gonna go over the two backups there are two one one cp backups uh light and dark um both the heroics for the set so we have princess sarah she's a one cp light forward category one job princess when princess sarah enters the field name one element princess sarah becomes that element that effect does not end at the end of the turn. That's what she becomes. Um, for tap, all forwards of the same element as Princess Sarah you control gain a thousand power till the end of the turn. It's another mono anthem. I fucking love it. Card's good. John, what do you think? Hello? So, hey, no, sorry, oh. sorry. Uh, so, I, I like this card. It's really neat. So, the reason that this card is super cool is because you can play this with like light and dark cards. Because when you play it, you just change this element. It's not yep. light anymore. You can play this with all the dark cards you want, as long as it comes down first. It's yep. neat because she becomes it. She doesn't share it. She doesn't have it in addition. She just becomes that element. And then um, when you tap it, all the forwards are the same element as her gain a thousand power till the end of turn. Some mm -hmm. neat things about this uh, is A, that you can play with those other colors, like I said. B, mm -hmm. um, it has one CP backup synergy, which is something like Sid. Two can Sid now two. search for Chaos and Princess Sarah, which and so Sid can now search mm -hmm. for Princess Sarah, which can be any color, so you don't have to fill your deck with four different color one CP backups to do rainbow stuff, which is kind of neat. Yep. Um, also, it's neat that she like if you cancel this auto, she becomes mm -hmm. a one CP light backup that can only buff light cards. <laughs> yeah, um, which is fun that you can't play because you don't have Cosmos Town yet. You know, well, you and I really I really like her in Wind Water because yeah, you can sure. place it, grab her and then you can keep activating her with Ash and do, you know, buff the, buff the squad, you know. Yeah, it's a this is a really cool card. Uh this yeah, card like blows Arya out of the water. It just makes the card look so Is oh, it absolutely. Arya or is it Sarah? No, Arya buffs all the warrior Warriors lights. Of light. Is Sarah the one that taps? I think so. Dude, I well, think so. well, she makes fun of herself because she's she just does. Like, she makes that water card look silly because she's got no real drawback and uh, and is yeah it does that's a very good card. But speaking of a very very good one CP backup, uh, yeah, we've chaos got, we've is got way better. It's counterpart, yeah, <laughs> it's a one CP dark backup. Uh, when chaos enters the field, choose a forward uh, of cost five or more in your break zone, and you may pay X. Uh, when you do so, if its cost is X, play it onto the field. Yeah, so, um, so almost like almost like Tama in a discount. sense. Yeah. Yeah, almost like Tama in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for three and tap, remove chaos from the game, choose a character or component controls, and just fucking delete it from existence. Absolutely delete remove it. Remove it from the game. Yeah, it's a character. It's backup monster forward, whatever the hell you yeah. want. You Hit remove the, it from the showers. Game. It's awesome. Permanently. What a crazy card. This card gives every element access to just unrestricted removal. Yep. At the low cost of one CP. Of one. You think you can afford it? Oh, search for it with Sid. Yeah, there. Oh, how about them apples? There it is. Yeah, and out. the thing is, you play Sid, and you tap, you get Princess Sarah, you put her down, you pick a different color, next turn you tap with Sid, you get Chaos, you put him down, you do, you know, like, uh, you do the Sid 2 getting his come up with cool one CP backups with super relevant, crazy effects on them. There it is. 
Now, the last card, we're going to go to something that uh, this this is the one that got that has people up in like, man, it, I think I think this card is nuts. Um, I think a lot of people think it's nuts. There's a lot of the fuck when the people saw this card. He and it's, calls it's for the, CP <laughs> when you play him, they scream Sephiroth. Oh, Sephiroth. It's, it's, a, it's the dark legendary of the set. 4CP Sephiroth. Job is one winged angel. Category 7. You can only play Sephiroth if either player has received 4 points of damage or more. That's fine. When Sephiroth enters the field, choose one character. Break it. Character, he does have Chris, an S. Character, Chris? Character. Yes. Wow, so he just Fucking brings, uh, brings old backups there, huh? Boy, howdy. And Renoa loves this guy. Um, so he has an S, was it Octoslash? Octoslash. Or just S, which is great already. Choose up to one forward, up to one backup, and up to one monster. Remove them from the game. You can only use this ability if each player has received five, if each player, mind you, each player has received five or more points of damage. Yeah, that Hard one's nuts. pretty wild. I mean, this oh, is th- a hell of a mention, card. Did I mention he's a fucking 10K? Yeah, 4CP 10K, dude. Fucking swole. My man has been hitting the weights. So the quote-unquote drawback is somebody has to be at four damage, but it doesn't mean you. Okay. You can just be, like, like this card is such a beater against an aggression. This card says, like, he's the last piece you need to play before you're mm-hmm. overextending, where you just go, yep. okay, now this is, I have now pushed you to a point where you must use whatever your emergency button is, your Shantoto, your board wipe, your whatever. Yep. And he gets right the hell out of the range of even Fina Valfour, uh, with like yep. the you know Pinello stuff, he, you know, oh god, he's just he is 10k on a four cost that he breaks a, a character boy. when he enters. Mm-hmm. Wild child, Chris, but he yeah. does and have it, the one winged uh, angel job, making mm-hmm. it harder to do things like pull it back out of your break zone, search for mm-hmm. things like that. But I mean, he still is dark, uh. So yeah, and he's also category seven, so he has a searcher. Yeah, so I mean, you just. You know, you play Gastal, you break their forward. Next one, you break Gastal, you break their forward, their backup, whatever the hell you want. You go to town. Yep. This this card's nuts. I, I think this card will see a lot of play. I'm super interested um, to see the Cloud Legend, dude. Dude, and here's the thing: like the S is just you'll heart, you you you're not playing this card for the S. No, but no, chances no. are, if you get that S off, you're probably just going to win. Well, on the it's spot. costed, right? Right? I mean, it's the, cool. the boy, how is it? The only real cost is the drawback of the. You both have yeah. to be at five, um, but you're already seeing it. Uh, it's really starting to take shape with a lot of these damage cards that mm-hmm. putting people, you know, we talk about this a lot. Actually, we talked about this on the last cast and we talk about it in Octagon and Coffee mm-hmm. and Bullshit that you can't put people to those damage thresholds anymore. It's terrifying. Yep. Well, and now with cards like Ritz, yeah. that threshold becomes like, Three. oh shit, I need to go for, I need to go from two to kill you. You yeah, know what I mean? Out, I'm just playing like Cactuars and Walls and I'm getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just need, I just need to kill you. Like, the game has become like, I feel I, the only thing that worries me about like the power of the damage mechanic, and this is something we can talk about on another cast. Mm-hmm. When will the game turn into like a one turn kill? Just I, uh, do you have your one turn kill? No. Okay. Well, I'll just put up. Well, the- I think that we're a bit away from that because I think that people just have to change the style of what they play. We see it happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Where like we were just talking about earlier, where like damage based removal wasn't viable and then got more popular, and now we're going to have to go back to other forms of removal, or maybe even bouncing things is going to get better again mm-hmm. um, because things are starting to just get big and yeah. damage isn't cutting it right now, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of a shame. I hope I hope that fire keeps up. 
because fire has finally gotten to a place where damage is enough to kill things efficiently in nice little packets. And every yes. time that people see these 9s and 10k cards get put down, people are probably, their eyes are twitching a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, no, but, it's true. It's true. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think Opus 11 is going to give a really, just a, just breathe some new life into the game. And I know it's, it's pretty early. We've seen, we haven't seen, but, you know, not even maybe half the set. And I know community spoilers are coming in pretty hot and heavy now. Um, ours will be up soon. Hopefully, yeah. Because we, yeah. we are itching, if not almost slipping, to talk about them. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Boy, yeah. howdy, aren't we? Um, but no, um, overall, I think the game's, gonna, the game's still in a really healthy spot. Um, I don't, I, as much as I think we would love to see Valifor go, I don't think that's in the cards. But we'll see. You know um, what? If you keep making things that like the combo can't kill... It yeah, doesn't become as scary. Yeah. So. yeah, and you know, and we have one more thing we were going to talk about, but I think I'm going to curb that for the next podcast. First, um, yeah, I think that we had a is we're at an hour and thirty right now. We had a ton yeah. of spoilers to catch up on. We had a lot yeah. of news, a lot going on. There's a lot of events, and we're in ten point five. We talked plenty about that. That was kind of the theme. That kind of wound yeah, up being the, the main topic of tonight's cast. So. Uh, what we are doing now, which we're going to plug one more time, is uh, Chris and I are streaming now uh, outside of the Octagon Weekly where we're just getting together and we're just jamming some decks on Coffee and Bullshit. So tonight is a little after hours, so we're doing Coffee and Bullshit Dark Roast. Um, yes, we indeed. now officially have the Chris Champ emote is live, and we've been using it Fuck in yeah. chat. Uh, it is now, it works the way it's supposed to, and people can unlock it after watching the stream for a bit or subbing. Um, we've got all kinds of decks that we're ready to play tonight. We're going to be testing a lot of 10.5 stuff, specifically focused around the starter deck. So come uh -huh. and join us, hang out, and uh, that's going to be most Sundays, usually in the morning. But hey, sometimes uh, you know you enjoy coffee at night. It's a little yeah. bit of a social activity. Well, and it's because I, After your you know, dessert, I was gone Chris. last weekend. Oh, it's, it's it's time for dessert. It's time for you know the, the pie and the coffee. That's right. And because I missed last week because I was out in Vegas, and you know I had I had I was out of town this weekend. You know with the in laws. But I didn't want to go two weeks because, you know, I, I'm a man of the people. So me and John put our heads together. And we were like, well, let's do something. I was like, you know, we do coffee. Why don't we do something dessert? And then John just said the words dark roast. And I was like, you're a fucking genius. There it is. It's <laughs> dark, it dark is. roast. Yeah. There it is. So speaking of dark roast, Chris, I think we're going to sign off here. I got to go fill my cup of coffee. And then we're going to Yeah, I got, I got to fill me a cup of something, too. We're going to flip-flop right on over to the stream. Yeah. And unfortunately yeah. Will you link me the image pack? Yes, I will, Chris. Are you in the Discord, the, the Return to Hideout Discord? I should be. Guess I mean, what? I am. Pop on down to the Return to Hideout Discord and click on the Octagon Setup Help channel. Fuck and, yeah. And you will find uh, the link to the page where all the image packs are. Octagon Setup Help. Oh, man. It's all over the place. Is it here at the bottom? Yeah, you oh, just see the packs. link that says image packs. And yeah, you scroll to the there bottom of that and there'll be the uh, Opus 11 starter. Um, but yeah, uh, shameless self-plug. If you guys need any help setting up Octagon or getting anything like that together, you can always check out the Discord. Hey! <laughs> and we're going to sign off. We're just going to dive right in, John. Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. All right, let's do it. See you guys live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. And that's why they call it the, <laughs> the news. news. You're a right, dog-faced we'll... pony soldier. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's the second time today I've talked about that. That's great.